500, uh, no, what is it, $51 million worth of support each and every week. No, I got it wrong. It's $500 million a week. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. And Victoria is fuming after Scott Morrison and New South Wales announced this package yesterday. They say they've had to beg for every scrap. Look, I don't want it to be as political as what it obviously is, but I mean, many are contacting, many of you contacting me this morning saying, you know, that it's unfair. Why? Uh, You know, apparently it's not political. Well, of course it's political, says Ben. The only state leaders to get a press conference with the Prime Minister were in New South Wales. Perrottet was acting like a federal treasurer and Gladys like one of his regular lackeys. Dear, oh dear. Anthony Albanese is with us now, the federal opposition leader. Albo, good morning to you, mate. Good morning, Marcus. Good to be with you. Thank you. Uh, Look, I know you've been travelling up in uh, North Queensland. You've been up there where it's relatively safe, but in your hometown of Sydney, mate, it's all gone to hell in a handbasket. Oh, people are doing it so tough. And the the news overnight that people were queuing for three hours to get a COVID test, uh, essential workers uh, who are shift workers in in southwestern Sydney, is just terrible. Uh, I've been speaking with small businesses who are worried uh, that they won't be able to keep their staff on. Uh, People are doing it really, really tough. Uh, And uh, it's a difficult time. We've been saying that there was a need to provide support. The Prime Minister last week, I'm I'm pleased now that he's been uh, dragged to making an announcement. Last week he was saying that uh, Australians had a buffer and that they could rely upon their savings. Well, a whole lot of people out there have done it incredibly tough uh, during this uh, this pandemic. They're just struggling to get by, and uh, my heart goes out to them. Look, Anthony, I don't uh, really want to make this that political, but uh, you and I have discussed on this very program for months, no, uh, scratch that, for almost a year, about quarantine facilities being set up outside of major metropolitan areas, not in hotel accommodation. They're not fit for purpose. Yesterday, as I was travelling around Sydney, I noticed in the Marriott in Sydney, a a big, big swathe of people, overseas travellers, returners, whatever, arriving at yet another hotel, smack bang in the middle of our biggest city, being ushered inside by by police. Uh, Look, (laughs) when are we going to learn? We're going to continually have these outbreaks, Anthony, unless we have quarantine facilities outside major metropolitan areas. It's not rocket science, Marcus, is it? Um, uh, The Prime Minister had two jobs this year. He had to roll out the vaccine and he had to fix national quarantine. And we know what works. We've seen it. It's at Howard Springs, purpose-built facilities. It's an ex-workers camp where people are in separate cabins, where people are able to, to not have uh, uh, connections with each other where the ventilation systems aren't attached like they are in hotels. We'll continue to have outbreaks. We've had 26 of them uh, while we have uh, hotel quarantine as as the basis of our our quarantine system. I visited uh, Wellcamp site in Toowoomba uh, last week uh, and uh, there you have uh, the Wagners who, who operate that airport uh, they're ready to go. Uh, they could have 600-bed facility up and running uh, in a period of uh, uh, of weeks, and that could grow to a 1,000. 
you have other options that are available to the government. Uh, they've remained uh, stubborn about it and have uh, picked a couple of sites themselves that won't be ready for a very long period of time. Uh, and this has been an issue uh, since uh, since this time last year. Well, we that's when you and I about first, yes, that's when you and I first started talking about it. And, and then the rollout of the vaccine uh, continues to be an issue of supply. I was at a, a GP's yesterday yeah. that could do... They, they bought the fridge. They set up uh, their operation uh, to do a, at least 700 a week and they're getting 150 AstraZeneca uh, mm. a week at the moment. Um, you have people... Uh, it's one thing to do an ad encouraging people to be vaccinated. But if the supply isn't there, if people can't be vaccinated... Well, that's what we're then, hearing, Anthony. People are contacting us saying, oh, look, um, this young woman reminds me of my daughter. I've told her to get in contact with the number that's available there and she's told it will take three to four months at least until she, oh, uh, you know, that, that's not good enough. And it, what it is, effectively, is a scare campaign. We've got the Prime Minister hiding behind a khaki uniform. And for goodness sake, what does it tell us when we have to roll out a le- Lieutenant General uh, to, to look after a botched uh, vaccination scheme? I mean, we've outsourced uh, this. Uh, look, I'm not having a crack at him. He's distinguished. Uh, but, it, I mean, this whole thing is, our military isn't, supposed to be politicised, and frankly, it's scandalous in my opinion. Making a uniform general an apologist, if you like, for the federal government's policy decisions that caused the vaccine scarcity is just really, I don't know, it's banana republic stuff. Well, it's been a, a, a real series of errors by the government. They were too busy patting themselves on the back last year, saying we're at first in the queue saying that all essential workers will be vaccinated by Easter. Remember that? Aged care workers, 60% of them haven't had their first chat. No. Um, aged care residents still haven't been fully vaccinated. Disability care workers, let alone uh, those uh, who are frontline workers who have a lot of contact with people like retail workers, supermarket workers, uh, aren't eligible uh, at, at the moment. And uh, we know uh, that this disease can affect uh, young people as well as older people. We have young people uh, in ICU a- as we speak, Marcus, quite tragically. Yeah. Uh, people do need to, to stay safe. We need these, uh, these lockdowns because as long as there's a failure on the rollout of the vaccine and quarantine, we will have lockdowns. And we had a Prime Minister who was busy praising New South Wales for staying open uh, rather than uh, doing doing his job yeah. and and being honest with the Australian people as well. We've had all these uh, all, all this spin and marketing yeah, yeah. rather than just being straight and saying, well, we don't ha- we have an issue with supply. And this week, of course, we know that Kevin Rudd was speaking to the CEO of Pfizer, and the Prime Minister has never. Uh, picked up the phone. Well, that company we're we're relying upon, Anthony, that company we are relying upon for half of our vaccine rollout uh, apparently were left disillusioned. Uh, They said that the bureaucrats from the Morrison government they dealt with uh, left them frustrated uh, and they were basically treated, um, well, arrogantly. And that's a concern. That's an absolute concern. Just on the issue of this 
relief package, uh, $500 million plus a week for New South Wales. Now, the Prime Minister says very clearly that this is now going to be the standard for every other jurisdiction. Let's hope it doesn't get to this point. So if Victoria go into a lockdown or Queensland, etc., and we, God, we hope they don't at the cost... But is there, have there been some double standards here? Yeah, I mean, Victoria, for instance, accusing the Prime Minister of double standards. He's been called everything from the Prime Minister of New South Wales to, well, everything in between. What's your, what's your viewpoint on this? Well, I, I can understand the frustration of uh, Victorians uh, from being essentially looked down upon uh, by uh, those in, in, in government were very critical uh, we had a motion in the parliament uh, expressing uh, our, our support uh, for Victorians when they were going through a difficult time like New South Wales is now. Josh Frydenberg chose to use that as an opportunity to attack uh, the a- Andrews government for uh, having lockdowns. Well, you know, lo- lockdowns are a consequence of breaches of national quarantine. I mean, in this case, Remember this, Marcus, this, this began with a fellow driving uh, foreign air crew uh, to uh, quarantine uh, without a mask, without being vaccinated, uh, and that was, at the time, within the rules for him to do so. Well, yeah, uh, ridiculous. This is just extraordinary. Mm. And uh, we know the last Victorian uh, breakout uh, lockdown occurred... Uh, because of a breakout from hotel quarantine in Adelaide uh, that then travelled uh, to Victoria. This all comes down to those two issues, Marcus, the rollout of the vaccine and national quarantine. And the federal government are responsible for both, and the federal government has failed on both, which is why they needed to step up and provide this support. It's good that the support is there, I, I hope that it will result in people keeping their jobs because it's different from JobKeeper. Well, the that's right. Needs to, yes. They need to explain why it is that a system that we know worked uh, has been changed. That's for the government to explain why they've done that. Uh, but I want to see uh, people kept in work, but I also want to see the government fix national quarantine and fix the rollout of the vaccine because until they do... Yeah. We'll continue to have issues. Anthony, uh, the polls this week, um, I know you don't pay too much attention to them, but uh, the polls suggested, news poll, that if an election were held next week, you would form a majority government. Does that give you some well, sense of, of feeling that perhaps you're starting to cut through now, uh, that the criticism that you've made of the governments and the mistakes that, you know, are made, uh, and, and look, it's all political, it's not personal, but do you, do you get a sense now that you are starting to cut through, that you're starting to get the message out there that it is time for a change of government, a tired old LNP government full of rorts and all sorts of other issues, it's time for them to go? Well, Marcus, one of the things that uh, I hear from people is frustration that this government that's been in office for eight long years, uh, nearing a decade, they'll be asking for more than a decade in office at the next election, uh, hasn't done anything to improve their lives. Uh, There's been no significant economic reform. There certainly has been no social policy reform or environmental reform. They, They don't have a plan for the future for a future recovery. Uh, I'm determined to put forward a positive plan uh, 
uh, for making jobs more secure, for lifting wages, for having manufacturing revitalised here so we make things here in Australia, as well as making sure that people aren't left behind yeah. or, or held back, that, that we, again, are a, a country that, that creates uh, opportunities uh, for people. Australians don't want much. They just want a better life for for their kids and they well, we deserve a lot better uh, look one of the themes i've been running on this program is that you know we deserve better we're one of the unfortunately we're one of the highest tax nations on the planet we live in some cities which have the highest cost of living uh, standards per capita and we just you know we deserve so much better from our elected representatives you know that money that they garner from us each and every week through payg through a swathe of other taxes and levies you know we just expect that the money is spent appropriately, not rorted in car park rorts or sports rorts or, you know, given to the fossil fuel industry and, and to, to liberal or national party donors. We just want fairness. We want some equality. And I think it's high time that, you know, we do have another socially um, minded government that's in it for all Australians rather than just their mates in big business. Well, this is a, a government that uh, governs for itself. And it's all about political management. It's all about uh, channeling funds, which are taxpayer funds, using them as if they're Liberal Party funds. And uh, they established 21 separate buckets of funds in the recent budget. (laughs) And we we actually need uh, a government that has transparency. Uh, One of the things that we'll do is set up an anti-corruption commission uh, and uh, to provide... Uh, confidence that people need in in government. I I strongly believe that good government can change people's lives for the better. Absolutely. And I, and I want to provide that. I want to work with communities. I want to work with business. I want to work with unions uh, to achieve uh, that outcome. And I'm determined to do so, Marcus. All right, Albert. Good to talk to you, mate. Thank you. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks very much, mate.